Hello all, welcome back to A Shared Word, where my friend Sandy Crest and I get to talk about our two different traditions, Sandy from the Jewish tradition and myself from the Christian tradition. This is our third episode, I think, and uh, today we're talking about just, it's it, it's a really interesting theme in all of Proverbs, but there's two different women in which Proverbs references, Lady Wisdom and the Woman of Valor. Sandy, I'm really excited about this conversation in particular. Would you share more about uh, the use of uh, the imagery of these two women? Yeah, it is terrific. Um, I, I love the fact that in the book of Proverbs, where we know we find pearls of wisdom, you know, if you do this, things are going to be better, you'll be smarter, you'll live better, and all this sort of thing. And we get that, and we love it in the book. But we sometimes fail to see, and I think we're going to focus on it, and hope our listeners enjoy it, that the arc of the book, it sort of begins actually with a narrative of a woman, and it ends with a narrative of a woman. So it's really narrative. It's a story. And it's fascinating that they're both women. Uh, The first is Lady Wisdom. We'll get into her in a minute. Sort of an idealized version of of, of wisdom, a creation of God. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit about who she represents and so forth. And then we go to the back of the book of Proverbs, from the beginning to the back, and we find a real flesh and blood woman a woman of valor, and she, uh, we learn about her characteristics and the way she lives, as if to say they're ideals of how we should be and what we should do and in this first woman, this idealized woman, and then we see it acted out, practiced in the world, mm-hmm. which is really, I think, the book sort of speaking to us. We're giving you some ideas, but then you've got to take it into your lives uh, and, and live it out. Um, it's interesting in the context of the Bible where I think a lot of modern women don't see uh, role models. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they think that it was a patriarchal society. I think it's really rather lovely that we have very uh, powerful role models of strong, beautiful, effective, productive women in this idealized and practical version. So just to kind of do an overarching uh, look at this. So at the beginning is uh, this beautiful image of lady wisdom that was not, it was the ideal of wisdom. It wasn't a true personification of a, of a person. So that's how it begins and it ends in Proverbs 31 with a particular woman of valor displaying wisdom shown in real time, in real space through a person. Exactly. And this first uh, image, fascinating stuff here that, you know, I I don't, I wish everyone understood better. And maybe that's part of what we're trying to do is to encourage it. Uh, To be honest, this is the first time I've really seen these two concepts in in conversation. Well, and it's fairly new to me too. And I I hope it's going to be as... uh, enjoyable and, and valuable to our listeners as it has recently become to us. But look at Lady Wisdom. This is something I found fascinating. Lady Wisdom is the first creation of God before the world, uh, before the mountains, before the rivers, before the streams, according to this uh, account in Proverbs. So this is Proverbs 8. This is in uh, verse 22. Uh, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed Long ages ago, at the very beginning, when the world came to be, 
when there was no watery depth, I was given birth, and when there was no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before their hills, I was given birth. It goes on and talk about before their fields and dust of the earth, before the heavens were set. This almost sounds like the Genesis creation. Uh, or a, a prequel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to Genesis. And the thing, you know, we were talking in our first session about uh, how important our view of God is. Yes. Uh, and I think what this leads us to as a possibility is that our view of God is heavily dependent upon the idea that God is a creator of wisdom yeah. and that wisdom is something that is to be cherished and, and honored as God's first creation. Yeah. Now, you know, this could be, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit. It, uh, some Jews see this as Torah itself, but it says there's something that I've created. I'm talking about God uh, that's important to you to me and to you, and it binds us. And it is whatever it is we're talking about when we talk about wisdom. Mm -hmm. There's a way of living. There's a sense of right and wrong, a sense of mercy, compassion, righteousness. There's a sense of what's important to me that I created as my first creation, more important than the mountains and yeah. the rivers. Yeah. And I want you to try to figure out what it is and to understand and live by it. So this is really interesting. So this is uh, verses 31 and uh, 30 and 31 in Proverbs 8. Uh, so Lady Wisdom, uh, this talks about when he marked out the foundation of the earth, I was there. And this is in verse 30. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. So before, before the creation, uh, Lady Wisdom was there at the side of God, delighting. Not only delighting in God, but also delighting in creation. I think it's just fantastic. And it. I certainly, as a listener to that story, I want to know more about her. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what she was thinking or yeah. what purpose she had. And in this same chapter, you know, we get to, Mark, and I like your opinion on this, uh, we get to see her begin to uh, act in the world with us. Now we're on the scene. Human beings are on the scene. And now we see her calling out and raising her voice. This is in uh, uh, chapter 8, verse 1, 2, and 3. Uh, atop the heights, mm -hmm. along the way, at the place where pathways diverge, she stands and she cries out to us to pay attention. Mm -hmm. What do you make of the way we're introduced to her there? Um, she's pretty yeah. visible, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, so what I like about this is... And this is the very nature of God. So God is not passive. Right. And I think that's a misconception of who God is, that God is some distant, removed force or being. And what we actually see here is a picture of Lady Wisdom mm -hmm. actually raising her voice to all mankind, calling out that Lady Wisdom is actually seeking to speak truth and wisdom into the life of people. And the, the thing that's interesting to me is, uh, so how come we don't hear it? And I think it's, I think wisdom is there for those who hear. There are, wisdom is there for those who are attentive and humble. And that's the big question. Yeah. Are we actually seeking, seeking out to hear from Lady Wisdom? Well, and I think that's what the book is all about. I, yes. I think, and I think that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to kind of build a little movement for uh, people to uh, tune their ears to hearing her. And I think that's what this book is all about. God wants us to hear uh, what wisdom has to say. And he's made it fairly easy uh, for us. She's atop the mountain. She's where pathways diverge. That means mm -hmm. a lot of us 
like from our traditions or other places, come together. She's accessible to us. Now, we may or may not hear her, yeah. uh, but she's there for us if we want to, if we make the effort. Uh, and then we begin to see in these verses, we begin to get a hint of who she is and what she stands for. Uh, you know, we, uh, we see in uh, 12 to 21, dwells, she provides knowledge of designs. Uh, she hates evil. Uh, she hates pride and haughtiness, uh, duplicity. But with her on the positive side is counsel and wisdom and understanding and strengths and righteousness uh, for leaders to be able to judge righteously. Uh, and, and she says, in answer to what you just said in verse 7, I love those who love me and those who search for me shall find me. Yeah. So she's accessible. Yeah. To your point earlier, the very treatment of the way in which we hold this wisdom, these these words, uh, will teach us whether or not we truly long for wisdom in our life. Right. And so it's almost the, the writers of this wisdom uh, literature using this device of Lady Wisdom to make it a personification so that we might listen to her more carefully through these words. And that's a beautiful Beautiful tool that's being used here, it seems. Absolutely. And the fact, and it shows you kind of how to do it a little bit, mm -hmm. as we said at the beginning, by going through all the wisdom statements in Proverbs to the very end, to chapter 31, where you have a person, maybe like you and me and our listeners, who paid attention and heard her voice, Lady Wisdom's voice. Now we see a, a woman who has who's in flesh and blood, yeah. and we're seeing descriptions of how she lives yeah. and how she acts as if to say this is the manifestation of the wisdom that God created and that lady wisdom represents and now all of a sudden we begin to see verses of real, real. a real life yeah. person in action so let's take a look at it okay so we picked a few verses mark that mm -hmm. we wanted to go through and I wanted to ask you a question about it uh, in verse 16 for example she envisions a field and buys it. Hmm. From the fruit of her handiwork, she plants a vineyard. We could spend all of our time on that <laughs> one verse. Yeah. But I'm curious first about what trait do you see in her right from the beginning in the statement, she envisions a field? Hmm. So it's the wisdom leads a, towards a life of discernment. Yeah. You know, so she... What, what is wisdom? Wisdom is being able to see a field, see the opportunity, envision its potential, and say, okay, I'm going to risk and I'm going to purchase it. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to get practical, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because I know we want to make sure that we're talking with folks and ourselves on real world terms. Uh, so this idea of, of having discretion, of having discernment, think about decisions that you make, that we all make the spouse we choose, um, a career path, uh, a decision we make, a big decision we make in life. Uh, if we have discernment, life tends to go a little bit better for us. And yeah. I think what you're saying is that here's a woman who, actually contrary to, to certain myths about women, she's engaged in commerce. Yeah. Uh, but not only does she buy a field, she buys a field with the discernment to understand what will work best? What will be the most productive? Is that that's what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And that's an important part of wisdom, uh, it seems to me, that you have that kind of discernment in the decisions you make. And then, 
So like with that, I think many of us struggle to, in this life of knowing what is, what is a wise choice. You know, I, think, I find a lot of people, at least in my work, who say, I'm having a hard time knowing which way to go, left or right. The question that, that I have to sit with is, have I, have I actually ran it through the rubric of wisdom? Right. As, you know, even through Proverbs, have I, do I know these wisdom sayings enough to have a gauntlet by which I'm running my thoughts through, my plans through? And is this, aligned into, is this aligned with the blessed life in which God has demonstrated in these words? Well, and, and I think one test for that here is the idea that this field will be used to create fruit. Hmm. The f- fruit of her handiwork, the fruit of her efforts. So she's picking something that can be productive. Yeah. And the idea of a, of a vineyard, of course, those of us who, who look at the Bible understand that whenever the word vineyard pops up, uh, it's a common phrase for things that are productive in God's interest. Uh, it's grapes, it's wine, it's uh, something that we use even in sacred ceremony. Uh, so it's something that is productive uh, for humankind, and it's also something seen beneficially by God. Mm-hmm. So we get this idea, of, you're right, of her uh, discretion, her discernment, her productivity. And then we look at verse Uh, 17, with strength she girds her loins and invigorates her arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does that say about her? It seems to me there are two or three things about manifested wisdom in this verse alone. Yeah, so part of it is wisdom leads towards strength. So uh, this picture uh, that she, there's a a dynamism, a sense of power and strength that, that is provided through wisdom. I think that's right. And, uh, and, that she works hard, that she's yeah. diligent, a point yeah. that you were making earlier in our conversation. She's diligent in her effort. And I love the phrase, invigorates her arms. <laughs> uh, I think of arms as kind of the limbs of action. Mm-hmm. So it, this is not just wisdom for the mind or the thought, uh, just for us to be wise in the head. It needs to animate the way we act. Yeah, and so this next verse for me makes that even more powerful. So she is given strength for what? And this is a common theme yeah. for Proverbs. For what is verse 20? She right. opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. So these strong arms, which you could think of as being strong to provide for yourself, to, to pick her up by your own bootstraps. No, no. This strength is so that you could care for the poor, extend your hands to the needy. It's like this the mixture of, of power and gentleness, Beautiful. power and provision. It's a wonderful thing that in Proverbs, the blessed life is a life not always about you. you exactly. Know, it's a marker of wisdom is to live your life for the sake of blessing other people. That might be some of the fruit in the vineyard. I think that's right. And to think that it's one or the other would be wrong. I mm-hmm. think Proverbs is saying the same arms that work the vineyard are the arms that take some of the fruit of the vineyard to give to those in need. Yeah. And they're not, uh, they're not inconsistent with each other. It's the same arms that build a successful vineyard, that make for a successful vineyard, that then come around and help those in need. The compassion side of it mm-hmm. uh, is woven into uh, the life work of a, of a wise person. Yeah. Exactly. And then now verse 25 actually has a really unique... Uh, significance for me personally. I love this. I love this verse. Verse 25 is she's clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. What does that mean to you? 
I think it's fantastic. Uh, I, I think it means that whatever happens, and this is, it seems to me, a very important uh, yield of wisdom. Whatever happens, good or bad, she's ready for it. Mm-hmm. And she takes it and she, she looks forward to it with joy. Uh, I think that's very, because, you know, we have bad times, do right. we not? Right. And I'm sure everybody listening to us has had bad times. Do those take you down? Do those bad times take you down? Or are you able to stand up to them and survive them, even grow from them? Yeah. Even strive to be able to laugh at them. Yeah. Uh, That whatever comes, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for what God has given me. And uh, I will make the most of it. What do you... What, what's, this is an important one, a lovely uh, verse for us to close on, I think. Yeah, so... What do, what do you make of it? You know, uh, you were making this comment earlier about uh, using this wisdom to consider making wise choices. I actually I uh, had been dating uh, this girl named Jen for a long time, and I was I was right at the edge of going, I, I, it's time for me to make a decision. Do I want to spend my life with Jen or not? And I actually opened up the Bible to Proverbs 31. <laughs> and... Uh, I was reading through this verse by verse, considering her, um, and I got to this verse, and when I read this line, that she's clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come, I just knew it was talking about Jen. Her ability to just take life as it is, have strength and dignity, but also have a sense of joy and whimsical approach to life, the good and the bad. And uh, it was a huge confirmation that, okay, she is going to be my woman of valor. <laughs> well, isn't it wild that now I've, of course, come to know you so well and, and Jen, your wife. Yeah. That's the end of the story. Yes, that is. This is perfectly descriptive of her. Yeah. And to uh, have a, a mate, to have a spouse, to have someone close in your life who has these traits... It is a, it, it is uh, richer than rubies. I mean, it is exactly what it says. Um, uh, and it's the kind of companion we want to have. It's the kind of person we want to be. That's right. To be able to live with that attitude. And uh, it all is rooted, I think, in this centrality, uh, this emphasis that God places and asks us to place on wisdom.